Welcome, everybody. This is Rock and Politics on KQ 93.7 FM. I'm your host, the Rockin' Congressman, Darren Soto. Thanks for listening, and thanks for coming to Rock. You know, we Americans, we're passionate. We're passionate about our music. We're passionate about our country. And that means politics. We may be divided every now and again, but we're all patriots who want our nation to have a bright future. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Rock and Politics. Today, we will be discussing another critical topic in American politics, gun violence and gun safety reform. Since the founding of our republic, Americans have had the right to bear arms. The Second Amendment of our U.S. Constitution states, I quote, A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed, end quote. In the District of Columbia v. Heller, the United States Supreme Court reaffirmed that, quote, like most rights, the Second Amendment is not unlimited. It is not a right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever, in any manner whatsoever, and for whatever purpose. The court concluded that the right to bear arms extends to those firearms in, quote, common use for lawful purposes, unquote. Throughout our history, the United States Congress has exercised its authority to regulate the possession and use of firearms, from the Gatling gun of the 19th century to the Tommy gun of the early 20th century to more modern automatic weapons such as AK-47s and machine guns. The United States Congress has limited and many times prohibited the use of military-grade weapons by the general public. And the reasons are obvious. These deadly weapons give individuals the ability to inflict major death and destruction upon their fellow Americans. The background of the Second Amendment lay in the concern that all citizens have the right to protect themselves against those who seek to do them harm. In the old days of tyrant kings in colonial England, our revolutionary forefathers recognized that that danger could come even from government itself. The 1980s British rock reggae band The Clash plays this melee out with a more modern take in the Guns of Brixton. This is The Clash with Guns of Brixton.
Our next song addresses the issues of guns and mass shootings. But according to drummer San Loeffler, it's about more than that. It's also about how the media sensationalizes it and how it perpetuates it. Because we talk about it so much and concentrate on it so much, which is when you put something on television, it just becomes bigger than life. And then, you know, the age-old question is, if you don't put it on TV and nobody knows about it, will it happen less? I don't know. End quote. Mr. Loeffler brings up a great quandary that many have grappled with. We have First Amendment rights. The press has every right to report on these mass shootings, and the people have a right to know what happened. Whoever does the sensationalism surrounding these events actually contribute to the problem? Many news outlets more recently have made a point to refrain from over-recognizing a shooter or even using their name too much in response to this concern, which I applaud. Tackling this complex theme, this is Chevelle with Take Out the Gunman. Yeah. <laughs> 
School violence continues to be seen at epidemic levels over the last decade. America came to grips with the potential devastation that could happen when a deranged gunman opens fire at a school during the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, which occurred in Newtown, Connecticut. On December 14th, 2012, 20 children were fatally shot that were between the tender ages of six and seven years old. While this gruesome act of violence shocked the country, and there were many calls for gun reform after this terrible tragedy, Congress failed to act to prevent them. This tragedy was followed up by other school shootings, the most deadly of which was at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, which is in my home state of Florida. On February 14, 2018, we lost 17 souls and 17 others were injured. The death of these students set off a massive, inspiring protest by young people from Parkland and across our nation, culminating in the March for Our Lives events, gun safety advocacy, and voter registration drives, among other civic engagement. This time, Congress acted, in part, by passing the Stop School Violence Act, which provided $50 million annually for 10 years to strengthen school security, pay for school threat assessments, and other measures. Working with our local sheriff, Russ Gibson, we were able to secure a $213,000 grant from this new program for our district to help Osceola Public Schools. Notably, however, the last Congress still failed to pass any major gun safety reforms to address the overall issue. The ban POD has taken on the growing issue of school gun violence in this next chilling song. This is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Turning back, told the world how he felt with the sound of a gas. We- 
Unlike previous Republican-controlled Congresses, our House Democratic majority has finally given Americans a new opportunity. We can now start to pass critical common-sense legislation to address key issues surrounding gun safety and gun violence in this country. This past week, we passed two landmark gun safety bills. The first bill we passed requires universal background checks. Currently, if someone buys a firearm in a gun store, they must undergo a background check. However, if someone buys a gun at a gun show or in a private transaction, there is no background check. These loopholes allow those individuals already prohibited from possessing firearms by law to easily still purchase them. This critical legislation closes that loophole. The legendary rocker guitarist Jimi Hendrix tackled the issue of gun violence and the destructiveness to life that can happen if a gun gets into the wrong hands. This is Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix.
The second bill we passed closes what is referred to as the Charleston loophole. In many states, like South Carolina, you can purchase a firearm if the background check takes more than three days. Many people prohibited from purchasing firearms have gamed the system by providing false information to cause a delay and take advantage of this loophole to purchase a firearm without a background check. In Charleston, this loophole proved to be absolutely fatal as a shooter deliberately entered a false address, caused a delay as a result, and purchased the firearms after three days had expired. He then opened fire upon a peaceful congregation at the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church, a historic African-American church. He killed nine African-Americans, including State Senator Clement C. Pinckney, and injured three others. We must recognize this tragedy for what it was, a horrific and deadly hate crime, one that could have been prevented if this loophole hadn't existed. We faced our own terrible hate crime at home here in Orlando, Florida. On June 12, 2016, we lost 49 brothers and sisters at the Pulse nightclub, and another 53 people were injured. The club was a proud gathering place for our local LGBT community, and it was Latin night when the shooting happened. It was the second deadliest shooting in U.S. history, and the tragedy was felt by Central Floridians more deeply than words could ever describe. At the same time, our community came together. We mourned together during several major vigils. We remembered the lives lost together, and we vowed together to take care of the survivors and the families of those we lost. Most importantly, we were resolved as a community to love one another. We resolved to let the love and unity in our communal response define us, rather than the terrible acts of a deranged shooter. And as the Beatles reminded us, sometimes love is all you need.
We will be making additional announcements soon on our efforts to preserve the Pulse nightclub, which has become a shrine to honor those 49 angels we lost, those 53 people injured, the families and friends affected, and our Central Florida community. The new House Democratic majority is also reviewing several other bills to address gun violence, such as banning extended magazine clips and bump stocks. A bump stock can convert an assault rifle into an automatic weapon. It was used in the Las Vegas shooting, the deadliest in history, and might have been prevented but for this deadly accessory. Many of us, including me, also support reinstituting the assault weapons ban that existed from 1994 to 2004. We've seen mass shootings and resulting deaths nearly triple since the assault weapons ban lapsed. In addition, my Central Florida colleague, Congresswoman Val Demings, recently passed legislation out of committee to prohibit the purchase of firearms for teachers with anti-terror funding. We will also review red flag legislation, which protects domestic violence victims, among other victims, by authorizing police to temporarily seize firearms if they are deemed an individual who poses substantial danger to themselves or others. We already have this law in Florida. It's time to get it across the nation. The journeyman rockers Aerosmith dealt with the sensitive topic of domestic abuse and the pain and death that can result from it in this next haunting tune. This is Janie's Got a Gun by Aerosmith. Sound. 
Now it's time for another reading from the Book of Marley. In this next classic, Bob Marley tackles the complex interactions between law enforcement and the accused. 
Here Marley takes the perspective of a man who believes he is being unfairly targeted by a local sheriff. The feud eventually turns ugly and gun violence ensues. In the end, the protagonist admits that he shot the sheriff in self-defense, but as the story goes, he didn't shoot the deputy. This is I Shot the Sheriff by Bob Marley and the Whalers. I shot the Bye. 
Ultimately, I believe our forefathers and the U.S. Supreme Court urge us to strike a balance when it comes to the Second Amendment and gun safety laws. Americans have a right to bear arms that are in common civilian use for lawful purposes, but that right is not unlimited. There are particularly dangerous weapons and situations that call for common sense laws to also protect the American public. Our fellow citizens, and particularly our children, deserve to be protected against would-be criminals, and in worst-case scenarios, protected against violent shooters intent on committing mass murder. We've already had a heavy dose of classic rock in this episode, but as is tradition, we will end with one more deep cut from the archives. This flashback is a reminder that our forefathers' concerns about citizens being endangered by their own government is still an issue we must continue to remain vigilant to prevent. As history tells us, on May 4, 1970, at Kent State College, during protests against the U.S. bombing of Cambodia, the Ohio National Guardsmen fired on college protesters, killing four students. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young subsequently enshrined the moment in this outraged protest anthem. This is Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young.
Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Rock and Politics. Today, we discussed gun violence and gun safety reform, a critical issue that we will continue to debate and find balance in Congress. So thanks again for listening and keep on rocking. Yeah.